Welcome back to episode 85 of the Everybody Eats Show. We've been doing this for a minute. Coming up on three years, and this is the fourth installment, or third, third installment of our travel episodes. So shout out to Alan. First we did PR, then we're in Jamaica, and now we're in Miami, Florida. And we, you know, we gotta give you an episode whenever we're ready. So um, it's been dope. We're here for the NABA Convention, National Association of Black Accountants. Um, you, been listening to us, you probably heard Edom and I talk about that uh, a couple times. So we're here for the national convention, and it's been it's been fun. It's been fun. So we're here with returning guest, Mr. Alan Joseph, founder, CEO, president of AJ <laughs> <laughs> AJ Photography. He's been blessing with the pictures. He's been blessing with the pictures. Yes, sir. I'm not a photographer, so I just take what I take. Um, but it's been good. It's been really really dope. We've been here um, networking with students and all that. So. Um, how do we want to start this? You want to talk about just the convention in general? You want to talk about being here? Start about being here first, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a really nice, really nice hotel we were in, the Hyde. Shout out to the Hyde. No free promo, but shout out to the Hyde Resort. This place is really, really nice. Raised my standards. I kept saying that every time I was here, really raised my standards. Really, really nice. The view's amazing. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, you know, water on the the first day taking that with the taking that video, you get the street, you get the hotels, you're right on the beach. Oh, it's nice. So shout out to the hive. Um we're gonna have to come back. Gonna have to come back. <laughs> gonna gonna have to come back. Gonna have to go back. Uh but this Nava convention, right? Man, you guys been hearing this uh if you've been again, if you've been listening, you've been hearing this for a while. Shouts to Napa. That organization really, really changed my life. It changed our lives, right? Um, for real. That's how we met Alan uh, through Napa. Sophomore year. Shouts to Nigel uh, Barker for introducing us. But that was the reason that uh, me joined, wanted to join Napa. That was the reason I met Alan. He was president, about to be president my sophomore year, right? And then from then, we went to the Eastern Regional Conferences. This is the first time we went, it must have been what, 2016? Yeah, yeah, in 2016. So 2016, so six, six seven years, years strong, right? Six yeah. years later. Um, we started to the Eastern Region Conference in 2016 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We were taking a Greyhound bus. I think we took like... Twice. We, did that twice. we took it twice. twice. I think the, fir- the first... They were probably like red-eye, like overnight type joints, or just really late or really... First late. one was definitely red-eye overnight. Then on the way back, that was um, for our second conference. That was overnight. I remember we stopped at... Uh, Oh, some pit stop. Some pit yeah. stop, yeah, for like a couple hours. I, I know I got Hardee's in that joint. Destroyed me. Too. <laughs> 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 and then the, the third conference, we, we had flu. We got some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had, had internship money. Yeah, yeah, so we had internship money. money. So we flew. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this now. And now we get this paid for by the big boys. So paid for. That's the best part. Sponsor. 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 It's not my money, right? It's not my money. So, um, yo, that's growth in, in it of itself. We was in the right? trenches, bro. For real, <laughs> we were. That's growth in and of itself. But like, our us being here, being like the money to get here and all yeah. that stuff. Like, um, it, it's so crazy. And like, just seeing people from seeing seeing uh, people that we met in 2016 when we were students and they were professionals. Shout out to Ryan Thornhill, yo. Remember, like, I remember I told that story about how I went to the first conference and someone was telling me, and um, I went to EY, right? Mm-hmm. And they were, it was Ryan who was like, yo, you have a really dope 
uh, resume, but I can't take you because uh, the GPA is too low. You know, like we had like a clip. Like, that was like episode one or two. I told that story. It was rhyme, bro. And like, you know, that was one of the best things to happen to me for real. And like, I remember that conversation. I remember that being at that career fair. And I was telling people like, yo, he came to our school. He spoke to us at, at, at Napa events. He came through. During, our, uh, during the summer, I was interning at Family Management. We got coffee, uh, lunch, whatever. We like we met up. And it kind of been slow for the past few years. I'm not going to lie. I haven't reached out. Pandemic and all that. But then just like on the way to the bathroom, he was just chilling there. And he's like, yo. You know, he remember me. He's like, oh, you look so much older. He's like, your face looks like eight years older. Something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a stress. You know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> for real. But it was just dope to catch up. Sometimes it was like, oh, it feels like a, like a family reunion a little bit. Yeah. And low key, it yeah. does. Because a lot of people have like a lot of impact on your lives. Like a lot of, the, especially if you're in this industry, like seeing people like Roots and Lion and um, Jamila, seeing like people, like the, I love seeing people from Baruch, um, shout out to CUNY Queens College, Baruch, mm, but shout out to CUNY in general, right? But seeing the people from Baruch, that dude who's like, oh, I remember when you were a student and like now you guys are professional. Like, I, he said the same thing in 2019 when we were in Baltimore, and it just makes me smile so much, right? Yeah. Like, it just, because it's like, and like, you actually have an impact on people, right? Shout out to Binghamton. You don't know who notices you either, like, who sees you. That's a fact, too. You know, shout out to, to Binghamton, you know, that, that girl from Binghamton, she said she had an interview. Um, she had an interview coming up, and we got to just talk to her about, like, how to prepare for an interview just, like, real quick, like, five, ten minutes. And then when she was done, she was like, oh, talking to you just made me feel better about the interview, like, better prepared. And I was like, all we just gave was just like general advice. Like it wasn't like a mock interview or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So just being able to just help students like that, it's like that's that's what I love. That's what I love. that's that's what I love, bro. That's what I really love. And we're just able to do that for multiple days, man. Like, and it's worth it. It's so worth it. It is. Cause that's what people, professionals, when we were students, they did for us, and now we're able to like give that back um, as professionals and help them give advice and, and pointers and you know, truly be mentors. And mentorship is important. For real. Yeah. Very important. Mentorship matters. <laughs> mentorship matters. That's one of the programs at Capital. But um, it's, it's also just the people that you meet. Yo, the president of NABA, I forgot her name, but just like seeing, watching her speak, we saw her on Tuesday, we saw her speak, just, and then St. Juice is her last Juice, name, right. but I forgot her, her first name. Um, is it Claudia or something? But seeing her speak the first day, powerful, right? Seeing her when she's speaking, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing her speak the first day, powerful. When she was speaking at the lunch, powerful. Like she, like, man, it's what I'm saying. It's just so poetic, and it's like she, she's just very intentional about her words. She's a smooth talker, and like she's Haitian, right? So she has the accent, and she just does it so well. She's not like she's. She, she just knows like what words to use, right? And we were talking mm-hmm. about the other day when you have an accent, like sometimes you have to like you have to like speak a little bit slower, more articulate, because sometimes people would have trouble understanding you. But it's like you don't. It's like she, she she she's nice with it, right? Like she she overcame that, right? It's like she has an accent, but she she knows how to speak at a pace that's like understandable, firm, <laughs> strong, encouraging. Just like the word choice, it's like damn, like that was a. Good, like even if it's five minutes, it's like, yo, you have my attention. Like you a good speaker, and like I don't know, I just really like like that stuff, right? And it's just like she just really knows how to get your attention. Um, but you about to say something? Yeah, no, it's like you were mentioning uh, her speaking, and I really stuck out to me. And she was a great speaker, but the 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 session that stood out to me the most was hearing Doctor Salim, Doctor Yusuf Salim, talk about his experience and 
Uh, one of the, if you guys don't know, he's uh, one of the uh, victims in the Central Park Five. They're all exonerated, of course, but um, wa- after watching When They See Us and, and, and really like uh, hearing his story through that documentary, that him, having him come and speak in person, that was really, really empowering for me personally, hearing his story. Every, he, was, uh, he had a book of poetry with him. I think, it, I don't know, I'm not sure if he wrote it, but um, he did a lot of poetry, a lot of anecdotes, a lot of metaphors. He's a phenomenal speaker, in my opinion. He was beautiful. Yeah, so he was yeah, there, yeah. yeah. A little afterwards, but yeah, it was it was yeah, great. I really wish I came from the beginning, but um, I didn't the know, hour I caught, I didn't know yeah, this speaker know. either. But yeah. the hour of it I caught was really really good. Like I had chills, I had goosebumps, and everything listening to him talk. And, and I don't get that way often, so it was really 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 great for me. I felt really uh, inspired. Yeah, and and that's the thing, like. Um, obviously, as professionals, the the workshops aren't as like it's not you're not practical, right? Like you, it's not not the same as like when you're a student. But just the fact that they offer these type of workshops, you know, that that's what I love too. You know, it's like yeah, it's networking, but it's also like yo, you can meet really dope people, see really dope speakers, right? Um, if you're a student, it's like yeah, you get the resume and mentoring and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but as a professional too, like if you just drop in somewhere, like you never know what's gonna touch you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And like. Um, the CPE credits, thank God I don't need any of those right now. I'm sure those are helpful, but I'll probably, got a little surprise, man. I think you gotta, like, keep up credits, so they're probably gonna need, uh, some form of yeah, yeah, some form of those credits. Are CPE credits only for CPAs? Or is that, like, generally on those kind of I don't know it's for CPAs. It depends on your license if it's a requirement. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it varies. Got it. CPA is most common. Yeah. Got it. So, um, so again, if you're a professional and need CPE credits or educational or credits, and come through to the conference, you get to network, meet people, and then you can go stay in an hour or however long that workshop is and go get that requirement knocked off, you know, on the beach, right? Like <laughs> on the beach, and it's just a bunch of beautiful black people dressed well in one area. Why wouldn't who wouldn't want that? You know, like it's just, uh, man, I love it. I love it. There aren't a lot of spaces at this level for us so it's really really inspiring and being able to um delve a little bit to my convention experience being able me personally i know six years back i didn't feel like i belonged at any of these conferences i didn't i was unprepared um had a hard time getting along to the career fair networking and doing all that and i knew coming here for this convention i wanted to find one at least one student who was who felt like that and who was like that and I found them I found them and I you know spoke gave them my spiel about um, the company my personal experience how I grew uh, six years later and and wow six years is a long time um six years later and and just how Nava helped me so it felt really good like it felt that one person talking to that one person felt better than talking to you know fifty other bunch of people bro it felt yeah. really good knowing that. You know, God willing, he takes what I said to Ari will remember me and or something I said stuck out to him and I touched a life. So yeah. yeah. All it takes is one, right? And like you can never like underestimate the power of like mouth to mouth, like word speaking, because um like again, a uh, dude from uh, central Michigan, he was like, Oh, like I heard people talking about your company, right? You know, and it was like crazy, like all we're doing is just talking to people, you know, mouth one on one, face to face. And like you said, you never like you never know who's like looking at you or who you remember, right? The same way you remember faces and you remember people, right? Like same like, people doing that to you too, you know. So the same way you remember, oh, I remember this person said that. The same way that someone else is looking up to you. So 
Um, it's crazy. And um, that kind of leads to like the diversity piece that you want to talk about. Was there anything in particular you just want to just go off? Um, I just want to talk about diversity in general because yeah. that's kind of the whole purpose of NABA to begin with, yeah. right? Um, and especially in, in the field of like the corporate space where it's only recently, the past couple of years, where that's been a big push within corporate um, to get more people of, of, of color, more minorities into in not only the jobs, but now in, in positions of power where they yeah. can also bring up more minorities. Um, so to me, that's very important. Um, you know, like at least for me at my, at my company, I'm on a small team of about 13 people. And when I first joined, it was, I was only one of two minorities on my team out of 13 people. Um, so it was like, I wouldn't say I was forced to, I naturally, because of that I naturally gravitated towards my coworker that, that looked like me, that, was, that had a similar background to me because we had similar interests, we had um, similar um, life experiences that you don't necessarily have with people that have a different culture. And you know, that's not necessarily um, a bad thing. I yeah. feel like that's natural. That's how it is, yeah. um, but it is a bad thing when companies don't make an effort to drive inclusion within their within their, within their firm. Yeah. Um, because now that's just secluding a group of people. So I really one of the things that I value with NABA is like mentorship that I mentioned earlier because. Um, you know, I didn't want to say oh lifting as we climb because that's kind of that's their motto, but it's truly sharing your experiences and, and teaching someone that's where you once were, um, or you know a bit earlier on in, in life than, than you are, and let and teaching them from your mistakes or what you've learned along the way, yeah. so they don't make it or they can even be better than you. Yeah. Um, so I remember like one of my mentors, the, the second guy that was, uh, um, he was also Dominican on my team. And like one day he always like took his time to like train me extra than other people. Like they'll just be very descriptive in the email. But he, if I had any questions, he would like set up a call. We'll talk through it. We'll chat about life, different things. And I remember he mentioned, it was like just randomly. He's like, my goal is for you to be better than me. And I didn't really, I thought he was like joking at first and then it took me like a couple of days and, and then it replayed in my head. I'm like, his goal is for me to be better than him. Um, and then at the time it didn't fully like grasp, but I, I think that like giving back to to people that look like you, especially in a, in a, in a world, in a field that's, um, you know, where, where you don't really see diversity um that means everything yeah so that's what it's all about to me um yeah. having more diversity and i think now like there's a new drive for for equity right so not only having um people of color in a company because you could have 50 people of color and then as you go up you now you see you know that kind of tends to go away you know as you go to management and and executive levels, it's still white at the top. Yeah. So now I think there's more of a push for equity 
where now you don't only have the people of color inside of the company, but now you're empowering them to become the manager, become the director, become the partner, the CFO, C, any um, C-suite executive, um, and kind of continue that cycle and create more of a, a diverse culture and not just say, oh, I hired five, five black people, we met a quota and that's it. So I think that a new initiative that I've been seeing a lot of companies go for is equity and how that's an additional next step to seeing a more equitable, um, more fair, diverse environment in, in the workplace, specifically in corporate. For sure. And, and the thing is, too, is like um, a lot of when it comes to like meeting the quota, like that's like step one, kind yeah. of. But like that's low hanging fruit. Right. Because you can bring people into the company and you can be like, oh, like we hired five, 10, 15 black people. But if they all leave after one year or two years, you know, then it's like, well, you don't really have the retention piece. Right. Mm -hmm. And like that's the that's the part two. Um, that comes with the mentoring because it's like at least that's one of the issues that you see a lot is that maybe you get black people into the company but if you're not providing them opportunities not letting them grow you're not mentoring them you're not developing developing them they don't feel any sense of belonging or sense of purpose there then they're going to leave right and yeah. that's not like then like what did you really do like you just got them through the door and it's not just because like you know some people, right, can argue like, oh, well, well, maybe they're just not as good employees or something like that. Maybe they're not a good fit, right? But it's like, if you're taking time to mentor other white employees, right, or just like, you know, people that you like or that you're cool with, like, why don't you take that time to develop those minorities that, like, don't necessarily have those same people who look like them in those higher positions of power, right? And, yeah. you know, and that, that means a lot. If you have, like, a senior manager or a senior business leader who's black, who looks like you, and you can tell you, like, yo, I went to this company, I did this, I moved like that. You know, we hear that a lot from, you know, uh, this, this trip, we've been hearing that a lot, yeah. you know. Um, so, like, it really changes when you can have someone to be like, hey, like, I was in your shoes, or, like, I understand yeah. what it means to be black. But, like, yo, times have changed from when I started to when you started, but here's some tips that you can use to, to make sure that, like, you're standing out or, or, or something like that. That changes, mm -hmm. that changes a lot because it gives you that exposure and you really understand the company. And it's like, yo, like, you know, I you actually have a chance to, or have a good opportunity, good chance to move up um, or whatever, or whatever they want. Worst case, you're developing yourself as an employee, whether you stay at that company or not. You know, it's not just like, oh, you come here, just like throw something at you and then, and then nothing. You know, and it's like, if it's just fast food type place, maybe you're not really spending as much time, but like, if you're going to be a whole, you know, organization, and then you're going to be talking about oh, D and I, diversity, equity, inclusion, and this is what we and love. You go ask your, your that associate, that diverse associate, to go pose for a picture they're going to use on the website. Yeah, right? you know, like mm -hmm. we're not just here. Yeah, exactly. We're not just here to for uh, pictures and to be a diversity hire. Like if you're going to say that you're about diversity, equity, inclusion, and all that stuff, mm -hmm. you have to be. You have to be about it, yo. And you have to vested. Be vested. Exactly. That's the right people. word. You have to be vested in those people, not just. Oh. Um, you know, just here for so I'm in there. Yeah. And I wanted to add, um, there's a saying that leaders aren't born, um, they're taught. Mm. And you know, leadership being a good leader is learning from your own experiences, but also being given opportunities to grow and fail, um, and learn from that. So, um, and like build up your confidence so that you can become a true leader. If you're never given those opportunities, then 
you won't become yeah. the leader that you can be. Yeah. Um, so that's why I, to your point, I feel like inve- investing in the people, not only just hiring them, but giving them those op- those training opportunities to grow um, and be who they can truly be and meet their, their potential. Um, leaders are not born, they're taught. So it's a really right. good one. It's a fact, man. And it's like, everyone learns differently too. It's gonna go more to like teaching styles too though. Right? Like everyone learns differently too. So you can't like, you know, treat all your employees or expect the same from all your employees. You can't like have one method style or teaching style and expect them all Inflexible. to get it too, right? So like that's where that mentoring part comes in. Like it's good to find a mentor, someone who really knows you, knows how you learn. You know, maybe like if maybe you can't tell you everything about day to day job, and obviously there's that self accountability to do good work, but like you can't necessarily treat everyone the same. You're expected everyone to learn the same, right? Like people need to grow and develop instant and. Di- People grow and develop different ways through different experiences and situations. The bit, but the biggest thing is ex- like uh, exposure in mind. Like yeah. That to me, uh, across the board, exposure is what will help someone grow. Yeah. You know, even talking to professionals is a little bit of a, um, not really a tangent, but even talking to professionals and, and everything today, I got a better idea of how my own company works because of how they explained it. They explained, oh, this is what we have, this is what we do blah, 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 blah. And they give, you know, a bunch of different like terms or explanations the way each company may not do the exact same thing. So it's like a different section or facet of the same exact, like uh, the entire, like same puzzle basically. Right. So hearing them and and talking to all these recruiters and talking to these professionals gave me even a better understanding of the business world, how my company works, what this company does, the difference between, uh, one company and the other so that in in and of itself has helped me like now i know even better like what is out there with other companies and how i can properly explain what i want in my future and it's just simple exposure uh even within my own company being involved in and stuff like projects uh making the most of my own uh, experience there learning and, and taking advantage but at the same time um Mentorship, like you said, you need that someone to um, maybe talk you through it or just help, help hold you by the hand and you know um, show you around. I, I keep telling Bensky this: yo, people need help. People need help, no matter what. Like, so, like whether in different ways, whatever it is, but people don't know everything, and there are people who do know everything, you know. And, and kudos to them. But there are a lot of people, especially our people. Like, I feel like a lot of them don't know exactly everything that's there you know they don't know what they don't know so it's, it's really important like uh, to just break it down to that level I feel like sometimes in these in these uh, situations or learning environments they start so high level or they start with the assumption that you have that building block and yes obviously if you're in that space you should have that building block but like you said people learn differently um, maybe not everyone might get it or, or know it the same way so and people be lying when they understand stuff. You know how many times well, I try to, I quickly describe my job and people shake hands. Yeah, 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 I used to do this too, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I understand, I understand. And then like, kind of like towards the end of the conversation, they'll like keep it real and be like, yo, I didn't know like what you were saying, but like, I kind of understood that like, you weren't an econ, you were an econ major, you weren't an accountant. I'm like, so why, in my head, I'm like, why are you shaking your head and acting? Yeah, 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 like, you know what I'm saying. But I'm like, hey, I used to do the same thing, right? Yeah. So I get it, right? <laughs> but I just found that funny. Some dude used like mad vested in the I was telling him about trade options. Like, 
yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, like this dude's pretty smart, you know. So I, when when I was done, he's like, you said all those terms, but I didn't know like what you're saying, bro. And I was like, <laughs> like I get it, bro. I was like, dude, don't. That wasn't even the important part. I was just trying to tell him. Give him an idea. Yeah, yeah, give him an idea because um, hey, you asked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like I was just saying, give him an idea, and kind of like talking about people, meeting people who were in your situation before. Yep. He was an econ major here, and he was like, "Yo, everywhere I'm going, they're asking for accounting, um, accounting majors, yeah. right?" And he was like, "Yo, it's hard for me to uh, get internships because they're all like accounting based, and like I'm an econ major. What should I do?" And I was like. Oh yeah, I was. I don't worry, bro. I was like, don't worry. I got to tell him. I was like, all right. I was like, well, off the jump, this is gonna be harder for you, right? This is, I accept that. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to really move unless you accept like you are at a disadvantage, especially in this uh, environment with all these accounting firms. Boom. Once you do that, now you need to know how to move. Don't go to the big accounting firms or avoid. Try avoid those big accounting firms. Those get the most hype. The UI, P Dub, those get the most hype. But like. All those mid-level and those ones, those companies in the back that you never heard of, they are still op, uh, op, um, offering summer internships, finance internships. It may not be the, the, the same name, but they still have benefits. They're still paying people bread. They're still located in a lot of cities. They're still offering you experience, you know? So it's like, don't sleep on those because that's where the opportunities are made. And just on a social, uh, I'm just like a um, strategic, when you have 50, 11 people standing online for one person versus someone in the back that doesn't have anybody, you have a better weight, better career for three hours, bro. Yeah, bro. You have a better chance of making an impression on someone who doesn't have a line, you know? So it's like those little things that just being able to tell people how to move that career fair, like, you know, especially if you like e-com made up. Like, I feel for you guys because it's weird because there's no like, there's no like. You don't have to graduate e-com major and be an economist, right? There's no like econ like economy jobs or economic like positions right that's not like a really a thing mm -hmm. it's just like a, a broad business major that gives you an understanding of the business environment so like it's like it's helpful and hurtful at the same time so you just need to be able to navigate that and yeah just talking to students and being able to teach them those stuff in those five ten minute conversations like yo that's it's a, it's a blessing in itself it's crazy man it's crazy how far we've come it's crazy how far we've come from students from students to here. As students, we used to sit, at least me, right? Like, yo, can't wait to be able to come here as a, as a professional. Can't wait to come here. Don't have to be on the side. Don't have to look for a job. Talking about, oh, we getting bottles here at night. Oh, we're this, <laughs> yeah. right? We're staying at the room. You don't have to, don't have to listen to the freaking dress code rules and you can wear what you want and do what you want for the most part. You just have to be a good example, right? But like, it's just so much better. It's, so it's better. real stress-free. So real stress-free at this uh, convention. Talking to professionals was so easy. I remember as a student, I would talk to these professionals. I had nothing to talk to them. Like I knew their company. Like there's only so much conversation I can do before it's like, all right, bye. You know, like I hope you liked me. You know, took my resume and everything. And with professionals, it's a lot laid back. Like that immediate. It's like the, the veil just drops, you know? It's the same, it's literally the same people. It's like, we're all the same. We're all human yeah. and everything. It's just, you have a job. It's just, yeah. you have a job. That's it. And it's just like, it's annoying. It's one of those things. And like, there's a lot of uh, situations or moments like this in life where once you get to that age or once you get to that level of understanding, you're like, huh. It's the same thing, but just different, but still the same at the, at the very core of it all. So that was a really big... Uh, it, was, it felt really good, and it's something we 
we all laughed about random times during the convention, just random laughing out loud that, hey, you know, I'm here as a professional, and unlike these students, I don't have to worry about this, that, and the third, so. It's crazy, man. And, like, um, like you said, just, like, talking to professionals is different. Now it's just, like, yo, I'm actually low-key genuinely interested to, you know, like, I'm just interested in just meeting people from different companies. Like, for me, it's just, like, I don't know, I met someone from Hilton. I don't know, I don't know nobody who work at Hilton. Now I do, you know. Oh, meeting yeah. people who work at Amazon, meeting people who work at, you know, Warner Bros. Bros. Warner Bros. Right? These Twitter. like, yeah, these like random companies, and it's like, well, I'm actually genuinely interested to learn about you and your role and what you're doing. And like, I'm not trying to say you on a job. I don't really care, like, you know, about a resume. It was like, mm-hmm. I can actually like meet somebody, you know. Yeah, that's just that's just the cool fun part. Stress free, stress free, um, stress free environment. What I like seeing also was uh, a lot less, one, a lot more students had locks and stuff, like uh, hair like mine, even longer than mine, and uh, the, the, there was less, it seemed like less gatekeeping based on uh, appearances, appearances, and, and I know some people are like, uh, some places they're like, yeah, we don't have a strong GPA requirement anymore, and stuff like that is really like, they talk about the scholarship, the scholarship, to apply for the scholarship, you have to have like a 3.5 or something, like, a ridiculous GPA. I'm like, you know, you're you're losing out on so much time. You're losing out on so many people. We say this every single time. There are people who have 3.5s, 4.0s, but cannot sit and talk to someone. You do not want that person talking to a client. You do not want to work with that person. You don't want to trust them with anything. Or certain because because sure, GPA is great, but I was telling someone else, it's only 30% of the equation. You know, um, so hearing and seeing a lot of companies dropping their requirement i talked to 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 lawyer pwc they said yeah 3.0 is fine i'm like bro you guys were asking for three five and and, and three six when i was here six years ago but to see that and uh to see how they're hiring uh different majors and and all that stuff it's slow because it took six years but it's nice to see the industry is uh moving in that that direction um longer than six years because when we got there that's how it already that already that's how it already was was, so yeah, but like you said, it's yes, yeah, it's gonna be a slow change, but like that's that's how the industry is, and you kind of have to adapt because you know liberal arts majors like that that's becoming a little bit uh, more popular, you know, like yeah, just hiring outside of business because you can you're gonna teach them what they need to know on the job for the most part. You yeah, want to exactly. Have it's just a, it's a dumb it's a dumb way to gatekeep, in my opinion, honestly, because at the end of the day. They might come and tell you, hey, I didn't use anything I learned in my... Everything I, I did for this job, I learned on the job. So what separates you from the person with a slightly less GPA, but who might be able to host a meeting better than, than you might, or talk to a client, or be able to make this sale? I'm, I'm watching a lot of The Office. So the, Michael Scott, you know, Office fans, that dude is crazy. You know, he's like wacko and everything, but he makes good sales. He knows how to make sales. But, you know... The, yeah, you'd be one of those people stuck in the, you know, in the gatekeeping area. So it's like, it's one of those situations, I feel. So. Yeah, man. Crazy. But, hey, glad that they're, glad, really happy that they're losing them. Provide more opportunities, bro. Because like they said, they made the GPA, they made the scholarship requirement a 2-2. But they said pretty much almost, out of like 200 people applied, but they said like 140 still had like over a 3-5. Yeah, nobody had lower than a 2-8. Yeah, so. it was like, all right, cool. So even if you lower the requirements, well, you're still going to get still there. Talent is still there, yo. Talent is still there. So shout out to them for changing. I look forward to seeing them. Um, God will next year in Orleans. So God will be doing this um, this this rendition in New Orleans. Then 
emails about this final event. Best to impress affair as we celebrate. Slow for that. Um, but yo, uh, we were here for fashion first and for business second. Um, <laughs> yo, I look really good this this week. All my all my niggas look good, right? So <laughs> all my niggas is cute. But um, dress to impress. Yo, we came out popping, yo. Yo, how you dress is very very important. It changes like how people look at you, how people want to talk to you, um, what people like expect from you. Like, just make sure you dress well. And I haven't got to wear a suit and dress up like that for a while, obviously because it's pandemic and work. I don't, I don't. So just being able to just come here and look good in the suit, like, man, man. Sounds good, but that's the truth. That's the truth. And yo, shout out to the food that's been around here. This is the important stuff. Yo, shout out to Mama C just uh, Mexican spot. That quesadilla was pretty cool. And shout out to that waiter for um, trying to get us that food late because it was about to close. Um, Nick's Bar and Grill. Nick's Bar and Grill. That food is really, really good. Yeah. Shout out to We promo on all these places. So Nick's Bar and Grill, huge serving size. Sweet potato fries were mad good. Whoa. Mad good. Burger was huge. Good stuff. Gigi's Waterfront. That place was banging. The calamari was good. I wish I ordered that pow pow shrimp, but that pow pow shrimp pow was pow good. Shrimp was so good. Um, I was on the surf and surf. You just—I saw you just dog it. it was yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. a lot. That joint was good. The lobster so. was good. Yeah, yo, yeah, good food around fire. here. Good food around here, and that's one like. Went to a Mediterranean spot. Oh my goodness, bro! Oh, I, I forgot about that. Lobster oh, bisque, grilled octopus. All good. That roasted chicken. Yo, because they did it here with the chicken, too. It was a roasted chicken. The seasoning was like, I have nothing crazy, but they put it on teriyaki sauce. So it was just sitting on a, just a bed of teriyaki sauce. So it's like soaking up. So every time you get a bite, it's like teriyaki taste. Oh, my gosh. That's I, that's the first time. I, it was something so, such a small detail that just changed the whole chicken experience, bro. Like, it just made the chicken mm-hmm. so much better. Um, I'm going to have to go do that myself. But um, Cuban in a few so we'll, we'll go see that so we have some priorities we're gonna have to balance do you have any last words for our listeners before we go get this food no Nabo, let this be fine if you're not a part of this, the organization the conference convention go check it out join great things great things great stuff national association of black accounts we met people here professionals and students yo this is my first convention yo this is great you know, like, I wish we had, I was a part yeah, of it sooner. I heard this in college, but I never joined. This on the third. Like, it's only good feedback. So, it's just a great, encouraging environment. Even if I feel like you're not a business major, just come. Just to be in the environment. Just to meet people. Like, if you like to network, if you like to meet people, whether you're a business major or not, just come through and just see beautiful, successful black people. I'm sure you're going to leave with a smile on your face and a bunch of new friends and connections that you never had. And check it out. Check out the food around here too. Check out the food around here too. Anything last? That's it. That's it for today. So um, that wraps up today's episode. Let's go grab some food and we'll see you guys next time.